0: Hi, hello. I hope you're having such an amazing day slash week. By the time you listen to this, it'll be Friday. So I hope you had an amazing week and that you have some really exciting plans for this weekend. I promise that eventually I'll get an intro and a little jingle to the beginning of these podcasts. I know I like begin these rather like abruptly. It must be kind of like jarring to click the button and then just have me go, hi, hello, with like all this energy. So we're eventually going to add that in here. It is on my to-do list. It has just not been done yet. Today's episode, we're going to be talking about your legacy, creating your legacy, how the heck this ties into health and wellness, fitness and nutrition, self-care, all of the things and yeah you know what let's just let's just get into it so when you think of your legacy we often associate legacy with like the end of your life right something that you're going to leave behind when you're gone and whether well i mean that is true right that's kind of quite literally what a legacy is but i want to make your legacy I want to make it a little more present, a little more in your control. I want you to consider your legacy more as a tool for personal growth and like self-assessment. And when we look at it in this way, we can use our legacy or you know rather what we want our legacy to be as a guide and as a way to align our actions and our decisions and our behaviors with our deeper values and long-term goals. Now this is something I do within my own 12 week program and so I wanted to share it today with you. Okay, so this episode is going to be very um like follow along per se so whether you listen to this the entire way through first and then you're like okay this is something I want to do or if you want to go grab a piece of paper right now and do it like right now um either way works but it is more of a follow-along it's an activity for you I thought that would be a fun um I don't know I thought it would be a fun thing to do okay so when you have your piece of paper or whenever you have a chance really I want you to write in your journal. The following questions for you to then answer later number one are is what are the achievements that you want to be remembered for or what are the achievements that i want to be remembered for number two what are the memories that i want family friends and community to have of me number three is what do i want people to remember as my core values and beliefs that guided me through my life Number four is what stories do I want people to tell about me? And then five, what would I like people to say about me at the end of my life? So you're going to write those questions down. And then when you have some time, I'd like you to take about 15 to 30 minutes to spend some time by yourself reflecting on those questions and answering them. Nice little safe space. You can turn a candle on, play some music. Whatever, create the little atmosphere for you, right? Create your own little sanctuary. And take some time to really think about each question and what you really want and write the answers down. The next part of this is taking the answers from the previous questions and writing them into a eulogy. And I actually got this idea from a client of mine who's, um, she's studying to become a therapist, and they made her do something similar for class, and I thought it was so amazing that I brought it into my practice. And now we're gonna do it together today. So if you're listening, you know who you are. Hello. So the eulogy part of this. When we think of eulogy, we think of death. Kind of like legacy, right? But eulogy... A eulogy is really simply just a piece of writing that praises someone. Now, crafting your own eulogy serves as a really powerful way to clarify how you would like to be remembered, which in turn shapes how you choose to live your life, right? So take some time to reflect on the answers to the questions I posed to you earlier, And then I want you to visualize a moment in the future, and it does not have to be your death. It does not have to be your death. It could be your birthday. It could be a milestone birthday. Anything, right? And I want you to imagine people taking turns recounting experiences with you. Sharing fond memories, talking about things you did for them, how you made them feel, how you supported them, what you achieved, etc. And I want you to write down exactly what you'd want them to say. Now, here's why I'm asking you to do this. There are a lot of benefits to writing down how you want to be remembered. It offers clarity about the things that matter most to you. And a eulogy can change over time as you grow and your priorities shift, right? I just want you to be able to use this as a as a really powerful representation of really your own life's Aspirations. And I want you to revisit it and refine it periodically to remind yourself of what you're working towards or what you're really not working towards, but working on being at that current moment, working on shifting. Um, It helps you make really informed choices. You can use it as a compass to guide your decision making, to help you make choices that align more with your values. By reflecting on what you'd like people to remember about you when you're gone you learn more about yourself and the things that really actually matter to you. And the things that matter right now well might matter less than you actually thought they did. Right? Once you dive a little deeper sometimes some of those more surface level thoughts seem kind of irrelevant. And then finally writing a eulogy can really be the ultimate self-assessment tool which is why I brought it into my practice. It's a benchmark that you can use to evaluate your life and your choices and it can help help you identify where you're doing really well and it can also help you reflect on the areas that you might not be as aligned and you need to focus on a little bit more so you've decided what you want your legacy to be you've written your eulogy. your eulogy now you have to make sure that your day-to-day behaviors are aligned and to do that i want you to consider two following techniques one is looking for feedback the people in your life are great sources of feedback right would they read or write the eulogy that you you wrote in the way that you wrote it, would they say the things that you want them to say about you? And then second is is more inner. It's journaling. It's finding time to self reflect. and And this is so, so important, right? Because how do you know how you're doing if you're not self reflecting? Keep your eulogy somewhere where you'll see it every so often and reflect on it. This could be on a daily basis, on a weekly basis, on a monthly basis right? Quarterly, yearly, I don't know. But take some time to ask yourself if your current self is aligning with your legacy self. Why? Why not? What can you do differently? I love this activity for so many different reasons, right? I think for myself, if I'm going to put a personal antidote in there, I, when I did a similar activity before I got into this one, realized that because of, you know, everything that happened with COVID and I was getting into, you know, becoming an entrepreneur, owning my own business, I kind of tapped out my social, I don't know, my social thermometer, right? And it's definitely not a thermometer. I don't know what I'm saying. I tapped out and I wasn't there. I wasn't there for friends and family the way I once had prided myself on being and I realized that because when I thought about you know worst case scenario something were to happen to me tomorrow what would people say about me and I realized that while I might still say nice things it's because of who they knew me to be before but not right now right right now I was not really showing up I wasn't as engaged I wasn't as um I wasn't the kind of person that would reach out and see how you were doing um every week or you know things like that I wasn't showing up the way I really wanted to because I had this idea that time was on my side and I had all the time in the world to do all of these things and right now I was going to focus on work and that was it and that's not really the case right and so that's just personally how you know this activity kind of showed me the 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 areas that I was not doing so well in, right? Someone writing my eulogy would probably be like, yeah, she was so dedicated to her work and she really wanted to, you know, help people and, you know, blah, blah, blah. But I don't know if they necessarily would have been like, she was a great friend. She was always there when I needed it. She always knew exactly what to say and when. And, you know, like, and that hurt me personally. Again, because it's something that I want people to say about me. It also, you know, if I were to to go back in time, back when I was going through my disordered eating phase, i I did not like who I was then, who I was at that point in time as well, if I really reflected. I was always really obsessed with the way I looked. I would enter a party and feel really self-conscious or, you know, like, compare myself to everyone in the room and that distracted me from being present in conversations and to being more aware of the people around me um I would compare myself to other women and therefore see them as you know not necessarily like a threat maybe competition if I'm being honest I don't know but I wasn't able to be like the most amazing version of myself because I was so preoccupied with the way I looked and looking a certain way to people that I wasn't showing up as myself. And again, that's not something that I necessarily was proud of or that I liked. I would also talk about food all the time. I would push my views on other people about what was healthy, what was not healthy, and they would feel bad afterwards. And it's just not how I wanted to show up. And I think sometimes, um, you know, we can get lost in that. But this is why, you know, this is why I wanted to bring this topic up because I wanna full circle this back to wellness and self-care, right? Because that's why we're all here. The reason I use this activity in my practice is because oftentimes I feel like I find that people come into the nutrition and wellness space and fitness space for not the most positive reasons, right? And I talk all the time about how exercising and eating well are acts of self-care and that we do these things to take care of ourselves, right? At the end of the day, Eating a balanced diet, but also not obsessing about food all the time. Being able to, you know, not label foods as bad or good and just live and enjoy, right? Being able to go to the gym or go to the workout class. Community, strengthening your muscles, fortifying your bones, making sure your lungs and your heart is working intact, right? All of these things really are actually acts of self-care, And we do these things to take care of ourselves so that we can go on and live long happy and healthy lives so that we can show up as our best selves and fulfill our legacies see how i kind of did that full circle we should never feel like our lives revolve around fitness and nutrition because exercising and eating well are a part of our lives. They're not our entire lives. And I think we get that a little turned around when we become obsessed with certain numbers and scales and metrics. And we define our lives by those metrics. Right? By those things instead of the things that matter. Which would be the things that you write in your eulogy. Like... For example, we think people remember us most because of the way we looked. When that's not really the case. More often than not, people will always remember the way we made them feel. I'm going to say that again. People will always remember the way you made them feel. That's what someone's going to write in a eulogy, not what size genius we were, right? So yeah that's why I love this practice of self-reflection so much and I thought it was just a fun and different way to you know kind of do some inner thinking some inner work maybe recalibrate your response your priorities a little bit and ultimately I think it can really help you figure out where nutrition and fitness lie within your beautiful life (laughs) as opposed to taking up your entire life because these things can really quickly become the things that we think about and obsess about all the time when that's not necessarily what their place in our life is. And that's when, you know, a healthy relationship with food and fitness becomes an unhealthy food relationship with food and fitness. Whereas if we can use these things to really amplify us, right? And to, to, help us be able to do the things that we want then it starts to become a little bit healthier but the obsession is never great so I hope you take some time to come back to this and do it on your own let me know what you think if you do please dm me on instagram send me an email let me know again I this podcast is great because it's long form but at the end of the day I also don't get to know what you're doing if you're taking this in if you like it if you know whatever so yeah feel free to send me a message I hope you have an amazing weekend much love to you and I will talk to you next time ciao